3: All right, guys, it's the most, no, it is the most wonderful time of the year, but it ain't Christmas just yet, so you don't get your boys singing with you. It's the NFL season, and we got football. I'm loving every single week of it. And once again, I've partnered up with the DraftKings Sportsbook to give all new customers a great offer. Bet $5 or more on any game this weekend, and we'll give you $200 in bonus bets instantly. Everybody's an expert at everything. Now you have an opportunity to show it at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And guys, we ain't stopping there. Every week in October, you can take advantage of one of our great offers. So go right now to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet $5 or more on any game this weekend, and we'll give you $200 in bonus bets instantly. All you got to do, use my promo code DCTV. Bet $5 or more and get $200 in bonus bets instantly at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, it's easy. DCTV, bet five or more and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Hey, the DraftKings Sportsbook is where it's at. Because you know what? We got a crown. Crown's yours. Let's go. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. And if you're in New York, call 877 8HOPE, New York or text 467 467- 8HOPE. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit vcpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply what's up guys welcome to the second episode of cormier's corner you got me dc again top left you got my cousin terry military also works at the orange county sheriff's department he is the man (laughs) You guys got to beat him last week. He made me cut it out last week. Fuck <laughs> okay, I'm going back to it. He like, why, man? am I gonna show up to my job. Bottom left, you got Craig. Y'all know Craig. Played basketball played football in college. Has some really interesting takes. Has more enemies in mixed martial arts today, as of week two. And on the bottom right, my nephew Jamel played college basketball, has very strong opinions. There are people that Agree with him. There are people that are really pissed off by him. And oh, it looked like you got a brand new shirt on. <laughs> hey man, hey man, we casual, baby. Let's go, man. I'm casual. Yeah. I'm, representing, <laughs> hey, I'm
4: representing I'm representing all the casuals out there, baby. Let's go, baby. Yeah. The yeah. casual panel. Um. Let's go, baby. Casual. Hey, Craig? Hey, I've been to hey, I've been to plenty of events, but I'm still a
3: casual. Yeah, you casual. casual. <laughs> hear you casual. I hate I you. I hear you. Craig, you got a haircut, look like it
0: looks. yeah, like- you know. Since I'm an expert now, I have to come back and show up like I'm an expert, you know. So got a haircut. Lace, I wonder
3: what is that Mexican flag? What does that <laughs> symbolize?
5: Hey, I gotta keep it real, man. I live in a house, my wife's Mexican, so I yeah. gotta support, man. I gotta show love. And I I'm love not that far from the border. So like hey. I love that, Lace. Yeah. I love that. And Jamel,
3: when you got up earlier, bro, what kind of chair you sitting on, man? Look like a well, he got that chair from you. WrestleMania, Please. baby. Let's go. Hey, but I got two
4: of them things somehow. <laughs> Don't ask Terry. me how I got it, but I got <laughs> two. <laughs>
5: Terry said, that's the chairs we were stealing from the wrestling. I had one seat. <laughs> I to hey. correct myself because it's not stealing. It was just like we rightfully acquired those chairs. Right? <laughs>
4: we rightfully acquired <laughs> eight chairs.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but we paid
3: for the tickets, so they're our chairs. <laughs> Actually, eight we chairs. didn't pay for the tickets. Terry, as oh, yeah. you said. Your wife is Mexican. You're representing Mexico, like the Mexican flag behind you. I live in Gilroy, so I'm surrounded by many people, Hispanic people. So, first topic today. Guys, we just had the Noche UFC event on Mexican Independence Day. Rousing success for the UFC. Canelo Alvarez, who is one of the great Mexican boxers, generally would fight on that weekend. He said that he was very proud of Alexa Grasso and all the Mexican fighters that fought on that day. But come next year, he will be trying to get that date again. Keep in mind, fellas, the UFC got that date because they were number two. They were second in line for hosting an event on Mexican Independence Day at T-Mobile. Canelo said, I'm going to fight later. He just beat Jamel Charlo over the weekend. He didn't want the date. It moved to the UFC. Now, the UFC says they want to make this a yearly thing. Canelo says he wants the date back. Even going so far as to say, I'm not afraid to go the same night as the UFC. So my question to y'all is, UFC, boxing's on. What y'all watching? Like, Terry, what are you watching?
5: Man, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going I'm, to, and I hate to say this, man, because I'm a boxing guy. But <laughs> I'm putting the UFC on first. If they do another Noche UFC, I'm putting that on first. I might have boxing on the side on the computer. Depending on who's fighting, what type of matchups, but the UFC just makes better quality matchups. So I think I'm gonna go Noche UFC. Go ahead, Craig. Uh,
0: unfortunately, I'm a, a a different take on it. I'm gonna go boxing all the way. Uh, when really? you think about it, yeah, when you think about it, man, it's just the purest in the whole form of everything, man. And if Canelo's fighting, you know, all the eyes are gonna be drawn to. Old cinnamon. So we are gonna watch boxing. We gonna we gonna lock in. We gonna watch Canelo take on whoever he decides to put in the ring and and roll boxing.
4: Go ahead, Jamel. I really don't. I don't believe you being honest, mode. I, I don't believe you being honest, bro. Cause, hey, cause I didn't watch. I like Canelo, but the last few fights I watched Canelo, dog. I changed that shit right back to the UFC. I am not lying. <laughs> Hey, it is not the same, bro. It's not the same. Listen, oh, um, if they both on, if they both on them, if they both on line, them it depends who boxing and who's fighting. <laughs> so now, yeah, watch. yeah. So
3: we 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 keeping the rule with that. But, but I'm saying the, we know yeah, the biggest Canelo name that day. But the biggest name in boxing is Canelo Alvarez, right? So you essentially weighing Canelo Alvarez versus whoever the UFC got on that night. But Noche UFC had Alexa Grosso and Valentina Shevchenko for the second time. An amazing fight, an amazing fight card. So, Jamel tasked with that. Alexa Grosso, Valentina Shevchenko, or Canelo Alvarez, who are you watching? That's the question. Hey, let me be honest
4: with you. If those two fights is on, I'm watching it at Buffalo Wild Wings because they're both on, baby. they, <laughs> they, they both. They're going to be on at the same time. They're going to be on at the same time. I'm telling you right now, I'm watching both. <laughs> Bro, don't, don't but but I may pay more attention to UFC on. I'm not even gonna really lie. yes. I, I mean <laughs> I like I like Canelo, but it has to be a good matchup, right? It has to be a good matchup for me to be focused because
3: it's not very exciting no more. Jamel Charlo, which y'all saw last week, he from Caracrow, he's from Caracrow, Louisiana, born. Yeah,
5: like, he's a Louisiana boy too, man. So I, I wanted him to pull it off, but I just knew it was like an impossible task. Like him coming up from 154 to 168, I just knew he wouldn't have the power to hurt Canelo. But it, there's reasons like that why I'm going to watch the UFC because they're just not putting on the matchups that I want to see. I want to see fucking Benavidez versus Canelo. Then yeah. I'm tuning on to boxing all day. So it's all in the matchup? It's all in the matchups.
3: But when I, when I was in that arena on, you know, at, on Mexican Independence Day, bruh, The crowd was absolutely fantastic. And then I started to kind of think about it, right? I was like, I know that I've seen some great boxers fight on this day. So we got some stats. Guys, I got to read them a little bit because I want you to know I paid attention. But look, they started doing this in 1991. And that was when Don King set up Julio Cesar Chavez and he fought Lonnie Smith. Terry, you're probably the only one that will remember that. But dog, from 91 to 95, Chavez fought every year. Chavez fought. Hector Camacho, he fought Pernell Whitaker, he fought Meldrick Taylor, and he fought David Dog, Think about the names, though, Terry. If you are fighting, or they're fighting, if you got Canelo fighting that level of competition, you're always watching the boxing fight. But I think the problem is, the boxing fights aren't what they were back then, so it makes it easier to flip to the UFC. But, bro, when we were in that arena, it was crazy. It felt like I was in Mexico City. And I wonder, did y'all get that same feel when y'all was watching off the TV screen? Bro, they gave no Mexican flags. All those flags were people that brought that in to the arena. Nobody got that for free, Terry.
5: And that's that's the greatest fan base in combat sports, at least for boxing. So now it's starting to transition into MMA. So you're starting to see that in MMA in the UFC, where it's like the Mexican fighters are being represented. So the fan base is coming with them. So, like, that whole history of Mexican boxers being, like, the greatest warriors are starting to transition to UFC and MMA fighters becoming seen in the same way. So that's why you're seeing that rabid fan base. And I fell in love with, like, Eric Morales and Marco Antonio Barrera. People like that made me fall in love with boxing, right? So I understand. It's that
3: blood and guts warrior spirit that that the Mexican fighters fight with. But who... When you think about that as a Mexican athlete today in the UFC, who that who pops off the page to y'all in regards to who's that guy or that woman that can lead the UFC into the next? Because y'all remember when Cain Velasquez was the champ, right? Although he was born in the UFC, first generation, he had the brown pride tattoo. You knew who was the Mexican fighter in the UFC to watch. Who do you think it is now in the UFC, correct? Honestly,
0: I didn't think about this before, but like in the last maybe – Year and a half, I'm starting to feel like Yair Rodriguez is that guy. Um, you know, he even really though he just flashed. got, but even though he just got beat by Volk, it don't matter. Well, he got beat by Volk, but he got beat by Volk. You know, yeah. Volk was just putting it on him, he wasn't putting him away. Yair was still there, so he was showing that Mexican heart or that Mexican pride. That everybody is accustomed to seeing Mexican fighters. I didn't think that was Yair Rodriguez earlier on until seeing him go through these last two fights and seeing him scrap his tail off. I think Yair Rodriguez, because of his striking and his flashy ability, but now with his toughness, I think it's Yair.
3: What about
4: you, Uncle? Huh? I gotta go with Brandon, baby. I gotta go That's with That's what baby I was assassin, thinking,
0: though. That's the,
4: the guy gotta go I was thinking. Bro. Assassin, Not only does he bang and super skill. He got swag, on. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, he be out there he be out there swagging, baby, that's that's who I'm tuning into. I love y'all here too. Y'all super skilled, explosive. But I gotta go with the baby assassin. We talk about Mexico. Hey, when he won that belt, you seen the shift? It was yeah, a big shift. Bro, it bro was yo, a I big mean,
3: shift.
4: Terry Paints talking about the regular
3: base. Like, dude, the next day they had a mural built to this boy yep. in his hometown. Yeah.
4: Yep.
0: They painted that overnight. <laughs>
4: I gotta Damn. go with the baby assassin though.
0: Hey, hey Nugget, Nugget, Daniel. I know y'all caught I caught flack for this when you and Stipe had y'all show, but um somebody picked Brandon to be the best on that show. Mm. Wait, when? When? What?
5: You what gotta show? clarify that, bro. Oh yeah, oh, you no, try oh, you my, my line, God.
3: man. So he was the 16th seed. Oh no, he wasn't on my show. Hey, he cut off. Stepe wasn't on my show. Stepe was on. He was the 16th seed, but he wasn't on my season. It was somebody else. Craig on some bullshit. and I'm glad it's actually ideal yeah. that it yeah. should be. They want hey, to call him casual. Craig, Craig robot right now. Craig, I don't know what Craig's Craig saying, but he didn't throw. Mo, hey, you're a robot right you now. You freezing, bro. Craig? You freezing? Save your life, because they want <laughs> to call you casual because it wasn't me and Stepe's season. Whenever Brandon Moreno was on. I had them other dudes. Brandon was the 16th seed. And you probably did call me to tell me he was the man. But it wasn't my season of The Ultimate Fighter. But, guys, before we move on, listen to some of these greats that I fought on Mexican Independence Day. Because I think that certain people kind of miss it. They don't understand the importance of how big a weekend that is for fight sports, right? You had Oscar De La Hoya. He fought Trinidad. Mosley fought De La Hoya. You had Juan Manuel Marquez against Mayor. You had Floyd Mayweather fighting Victor Ortiz. Then he fought Canelo. And then you had Canelo and G- uh, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin. Everybody races to that weekend. So my question, the last one before we go forward. When the UFC and Canelo vote next year, apply to get this. Who's getting it? Because Noche UFC was a success. They had a million unique viewers on ESPN Plus. Bro, a million new people went to ESPN Plus. So the UFC tapped into an, a brand new and uh, uh a brand new set of fans, right? More Mexican people went to ESPN Plus than they ever did. But the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, every time Canelo fights there, it does really well. Last night you saw it. Or on over the weekend you saw it. So who gets the date? Does it go back to Canelo if he wants to be number one? Or do you think the UFC now today is the number? It's obviously the number one show in Vegas. But does it take Canelo's date?
5: So Canelo Canelo would have to fight, again, Terrence Crawford or Benavidez for him to get that date, for it to be relevant, or just have, like, an extremely good card down the line because the the thing with UFC is, like, they can put on 12 fights that I'm going to sit there and I'm going to watch all 12. I'm a boxing guy.
3: Boxing don't do big boxing no. don't do fight cars that go all the way down.
5: I'm a boxing guy, but there's usually only two fights that's right. Other than that, they're just bringing people up. So it's just like, yeah, that's where UFC wins with me. And that's where I think they probably would get that date. Because it's more of an exciting show all around for hours instead of just waiting for that one fight at 10 o'clock at night, you know?
3: Bro, they had these jerseys in there. They had these green, white, and red jerseys. And it said Noche UFC, it was a baseball jersey. Bro, I wanted one so bad that every time I tried to go get one from the concourse, they were sold out, bro. I went to the products department. I was like, guys, please give me a Noche UFC jersey. They said, DC, when we put some back up, we'll pull one. By the time I made it back up to the concourse to get it, sold out again. Every five minutes, bro. Every five minutes, they were selling out of this baseball jersey. It said, Noche USN. It looked like it was a tattoo on the back, and it was red, white, and green. These people were going absolutely crazy. It was one of the best fight cards that I've seen, and the Mexican fighters showed out. And when the Mexican fighters won, it was so loud. I don't think I've ever heard a place louder than when – uh, Kane would fought in Mexico City, and he came out of the curtain to defend his championship against Fabricio Verdun. It really was a phenomenal night then, and it was a phenomenal night last time we fought over Mexican Independence Day because that crowd was absolutely amazing. Guys, we talk about fighting, and one of the things that I like the most about fighting is it is it really is the only thing that... Most of the world thinks that they can do. You can trick yourself into thinking you're a good football player. You can trick yourself into thinking you're a good basketball player. But you know in your heart you can't play football or basketball. But everybody in the world believes they can beat someone. But everybody in the world does not believe they can beat the world heavyweight champion. James Johnson said this in regards to a fight. With John Jones,
4: I think the scary thing, cause we're big athletes,
3: it's like okay, JJ can move how you move, and he's six eight. Right. That's the scary part, like
4: where okay, he can do everything you do, and he's six eight. Like that's where the the
3: big difference comes in. Yeah, and the opposite is, he started learning how to use your hands and your feet. What after college? Like I've been punching and kicking since I was five, six years old. So. Like the same thing for me, though, is the opposite for him because he's been wrestling for that long, learning like, yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestling moves and things like that for that long. For me, you know what I mean? I started learning a wrestling game and all that in middle school, with the jujitsu. You know, he has a big advantage there because no one wants to get on the floor. But as long as I can keep him from going on the floor, I'll win. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, James Johnson said that with a year of training, he could beat John Jones and become the heavyweight champion of the world. He said, that he's been doing karate and stuff since he was a kid, said he's 7-0 on pro MMA, and he had 20 kickboxing fights. I've never seen anything. I went down the rabbit hole to try to find those fights. I can't find those fights. James Johnson was the first-round draft pick in the NBA. He says he can beat the man. Can you just decide that you can beat a heavyweight champion in the world? I mean, Jamel... Is he out of his fucking mind? Or, did, or do you think this guy really believes that in a year he can beat John Jones?
4: Listen, he's out of his fucking mind for this take.
3: <laughs> Anything else? I
4: don't know. I can only judge <laughs> off of what you just played me, right? I don't know him. I, he's a basketball guy. I want to take off on him, but he is out of his mind. You can't, you can train your whole life for something. You can, you can beat somebody in the UFC. But you're not beating John Jones in the UFC, though. You just can't train for one year. You can't train for one year and just say, hey, I'm beating John Jones. That's not how it happened. To stay, to say, if I could just stay off the ground, you know how many people thought they could just stay off the ground with John Jones? It, it doesn't happen. Hey, listen, o, listen. I didn't like John Jones. But I have to be respectful and I have to say John Jones is an amazing talent, right? I inherited your beef with John Jones because I, whoever you had beef with, I had beef with. Hey, when we was in that lobby, I thought it was go time. But listen, he not beating—he not beating John Jones out. But I'm, I'm, I can tell you, I can tell you who he can beat though. Who? Tony Ferguson.
3: <laughs> oh, don't do that. Javelle don't do that. Stop! 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 <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right, I quit. I quit. Don't do quit. that. Hey, don't hey, do that. Don't do that. Don't no right, do it. Hey, I really, I just <laughs> trolling. I was I just trolling. <laughs> I'm trolling. Yeah, I'm trolling. Yeah, I got yeah. my casual shirts on. I got to get That's a casual, casual, take casual take today. But totally listen, now, you
0: up. he out his mind though. He is oh, out of oh. his
4: mind though. Go he ahead, Craig.
0: Go ahead, Craig. Hey, Daniel, bro, you said you went and searched and looked for like something on those seven uh, MMA fights and fight. all that, right? You know yeah. why you can fight them? Why? Because they in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> my dog went to Mexico, bro. Look, I watch Rocky. When Rocky was fighting them church halls and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> the whole line Rocky, <laughs> Rocky going. They took and hey, they took Adonis Creek to Mexico mm-hmm. to get him a couple oh of wins. My, and like, hey, <laughs> <guys."> <laughs> <laughs> and my dog went fight a couple fights while he was in Mexico. <laughs> Got them yeah. doves up real quick.
5: They don't
3: have no video oh, yeah. on that shit because it's not sanctioned. So... Boy, man, the reason you can't find it because he made that shit up in his mind. did <laughs> like, not fight 20... That's 30 fights, bro. He's saying he has 30 fights, Terry. He's saying he's got 20 MMA, kickboxing fights and he's got seven MMA fights. But he ultimately believes that the reason he can beat John Jones is because he's 6'8". How in the world do you believe that just height is the determining factor. If that was the case, that Stephen Struve would be the world champion. He's 6'11. I'm going
5: to just go with an old adage that I heard growing up like, size ain't shit, bro. Like, that <laughs> is just it's as simple as that. And yeah. It's just like, even like when you're looking at a, a thing where he's talking about he did karate for however long, dude might be a bad boy against uh, an average NBA player or whoever he bullies around in the league. But when you put him in there with somebody like John Jones, trained to kill, bro, like, he's not point point kicking and like they can't even really hit each other hard it's a foul right like if they hit each other too hard so you can't tell me that that boy is combat ready to get in there with one of the greatest that ever been in there and then you got me defending john jones like jamel said like i
4: don't even (laughs) like doing that hey listen listen t listen t my beef my beef is gone uncle's retired i ain't got no more beef
5: yeah you know what
4: i'm saying my beef is gone
5: but yeah, you got to keep it I real. It like you you got to keep
4: it real. John Jones, he's not yeah. beating
5: John Jones right. No, but he does have a black belt. He does. But you have a black belt. Him. And That's what he said. You can't tell me he's better than a Cyril Gon. Like, like for in his mind, I'm saying, like, bro. Yeah, Cyril because, because I Ghan think like right, Cyril Gon's a fantastic and
3: kickboxer. It
0: look he looked hey, better you know, than him. you know what Cyril Gon said? What Cyril Ghan said? If I can keep him from taking me down, I'm a win. he could
5: take him down. I think, <laughs> Ciro,
4: I think they took Cyril Gunn down in seven seconds, dog. Oh he, yeah. does Cyril <laughs> Gunn look surprised? <laughs> hey, hey! about one term, dog. You know what Cyril Gon had in that fight? What? Chin balls.
3: No. He's choking. Him. <laughs> dog, he was choking. Him. That's, that's like that's a very <laughs> that was, ball, no. That was a very, but that, but that's a great point, right? Cyril Gunn is training wrestling for a really long time. He's a super high level kickboxer, and when he can stand. He can beat all the best fighters in the world. Cyril Gahn was an interim champion. Cyril Gahn was undefeated. Cyril Gan did so many great things to work his way into that title fight with John Jones. And when he fought that Jones, was- that one area was so much better than what he expected that it wasn't competitive. So for this guy that played in the NBA to say, I've been doing kickboxing and striking for, you know, however long it's been, it's crazy. But then, you know what? You know what also makes the it's like one of the biggest points that I like to make. It goes back to this. When Terrence Crawford is a guy that his whole life, right? Errol Spence started in high school. When they boxed each other, you literally could just see the difference between a guy that had done it his whole life. And a guy that was like trained from an older age. He didn't have those like instincts that Terrence Crawford has. So it's even in that, me and Mo, you guys remember when me and Mo used to wrestle competitively? Like Mo would get lost in scrambles and stuff, and I would take him down and beat him. But that's because I started wrestling when I was a kid. He didn't start wrestling until he was a freshman in high school. So no matter how good he got, he didn't develop those natural instincts that come from when you're a kid and you learn the sport. So even if James Johnson is, Johnson is able to wrestle for a while... And he's been kicking and striking for a while. You can't say I started doing jujitsu in, in in middle school and, and it'll suffice because Jones has been wrestling since he was five years old. It's hard to make up that, that gap. And I think that he's underestimating what can happen in there. I promise you guys, when I was wrestling, I used to always think to myself, I could be the world champion. I always thought I can go. When Chuck Liddell, them dudes was the best, I was like, I could beat them dudes. But then the moment I went in there and I started fighting with them dudes in the gym, I was like, this is way different than I thought. Like they're just better. Experience. They're literally just better.
4: Experience. That experience in the years. John Jones has so many fights. He has so much training hours, so many fights. It, it, there's no way you can do a year of that. <laughs> right? A year of that and think you can go straight to the top. It doesn't happen I, like that. It Man, was hard for there's...
3: me to it was hard for me to take him down. If me and John Jones had on wrestling shoes and we just bent over at the waist, I would beat him. But in a mixed martial arts fight wrestling. It was hard for me to take him down. It's Imagine levels, what happened with that dude.
4: It's levels. It, it, hey. It's really levels. There's elite in the UFC. There's good in the there's really good in the but it's just levels, right? It's well, just levels. The you problem. Can't get straight to the top of the mountain.
0: The problem is Ryan Hollins was the person that's interviewing him. He gassing him. I'm looking at that stuff like, I <laughs> Ryan, like Ryan gassing him. He's like, you know, with that size, we out here, you know what I'm saying? Hey, bro. He yeah, right,
3: ain't reeling him in. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Ryan Hollins, is this interview, interview going to do numbers.
4: He like, this yeah. interview
3: about to do numbers. That's I'm going to get him. <laughs>
4: hey, he had the big fish on that hook. <laughs> oh,
5: yeah, you got to believe me got him.
4: come here got him <laughs>
5: that's crazy dog i think the moment would just be too big for him too like that's one. that's another thing that they underestimate is like putting them in that cage with all those people around those rabid mma fans and you just stand across from somebody that's ready to do you in it's like there's no way he's his anxiety level is gonna stay up for that. yeah like, that's yeah. nerve-wracking for the greatest of of mma oh, fighters. Bro, they could have
4: zero people in there, and he still has no chance. It's not <laughs> it's even true. A bonus. I know. <laughs> no, I'm
5: I'm just, believe that, put, put that's up, that's an added bonus, you know. Hey, yeah, the yeah. Hey, bro.
4: judge the only thing I could judge James Johnson up is all the almost fights he had in an uh, NBA game. <laughs> yeah.
5: He has a with lot of almost wins. fights in the game. John
4: Jones <laughs> has a lot of fights, bro. Yeah, Come a lot man. of fights.
3: <laughs> you can't judge on <laughs> almost fights.
0: bro. how hey, do you judge you how many times the winner in the almost fights though? That's the question. Almost fights.
3: Man, I can't tell you how many times I would think in there, like, man, how in the world did I get here? And I remember y'all telling me how nervous y'all would get before I fought. That's something we're gonna touch oh, on next time we uh we get back on the show. Fellas, we 25 minutes you. in. How fast does time go whenever we do this shit flies, don't it? It
5: goes quick,
3: man. And enjoying it, man. I hope y'all enjoying doing this because, like I said last week is some of the funnest things that I do in all of my YouTube TV and everything else. Guys, thank y'all for the support. We appreciate it. Every week, we're going to just talk like this. It might not be as appropriate. They might not be as appropriate. Or they might not feel or sound like the people that normally talk about the sport. But don't you want to talk to guys that talk about fighting just like you? That's exactly what I'm bringing to you. Until next time, like, subscribe, tell your friend to tell a friend that DC's got a YouTube channel. And now I'm taking you in the Cormier's corner every single week. Thank you for the support. I love and appreciate every one of you. Until next time, peace.
2: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.